Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast for your ears. This is a review of the 2017 movie Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Okay, I've seen this movie a couple of times on Blu-ray, and to be perfectly honest with you, it was utterly forgettable. (laughs) Well, I remember it getting panned in the theater, and I'm a huge Luc Besson fan, and we'll go back in just a second. Um, But I really missed it in theaters, and I wish I hadn't, because it's an absolutely gorgeous film. Um, But for one reason or another, I trusted Luc Besson, and I picked up the the Blu-ray and the Steelbook that was limited edition at Best Buy when the movie came out three years ago. And I watched it, and and I I honestly think I fell asleep before the end of it. And then a year or two later, I watched it again, and I, I think I got through it. And I remember thinking, this isn't half bad. And that was all that I thought. Last year, Black Friday, it was in the $7 bin or whatever, And I quickly looked up on Blu-ray.com. It got really, really good reviews for audio and video on the 4K disc. And I'm like, well, you know, okay. Because it's so cheap. Why not? And then it's been sitting on a shelf all this time. So I popped it in and watched it, the the 4K ultra-high-definition disc, with HDR on our giant Samsung 85-inch HDR television. And let me tell you, the experience was fantastic. But the movie still gets a giant meh. So Luc Besson, back um, when I was younger, uh, college days on up, I started getting into foreign films. Um, I had always been a TV buff and a more of a movie buff than a TV show buff. And when VHS came out, we had a VHS player and I really got in. I worked at a video store for a while and really got into watching movies that I had never seen before and started building up this massive library of things. Because watching a movie on videotape, much like it is on DVD and Blu-ray now, was different than what you were brought up with. Because before cable, you had to watch everything on TV. Movies are broken up by commercials. Therefore, movies are longer. And I remember watching James Bond movies as a kid and just think they were the longest movies ever. And they were. Because when ABC showed them on like Sunday night, they were over three hours long with all the commercials. So once VHS came out and we started getting into to watching everything we could, um, I started watching foreign films. And in my college town and the markets I worked in after that, there was always an art theater that showed foreign films, or I'd go back to Atlanta, home, and and watch uh, everything. I mentioned Ghost in the Shell, saw that in the 90s, uh, in the theater, uh, Grave of the Fireflies, some anime movies. So anyway, Luc Besson's uh, La Femme Nikita made a bunch of noise around the art film circuit when it came out. It's a French movie that's been, well, there was a U.S. remake with Bridget Fonda, and uh, which paled in comparison. And then the template for it has been used in every spy movie that's come out, uh, including uh, Red Sparrow a couple years ago. And even Luc Besson's Anna is pretty much a new version of La Femme Nikita. But La Femme Nikita showed not just an up-and-coming writer-director, but like the acting was really great. Uh, A lot of people became stars out of that movie. Um, It was really good. So I was familiar with the name when I got around to movies like The Professional, which is a really great movie. Um, And then, of course, Fifth Element and so on and so forth. And this movie, Valerian, was obviously shooting to be a new Fifth Element. So first, the good. 
It really does look amazing on 4K. I had to look up the specs, and it turns out it's a 2K DI, so it's an upconvert. It's not a native 4K scan, but I'm surprised by that because it really does look like a native 4K scan. It pops. The colors in HDR, the iridescent hues that are on most of the aliens in one way or another are incredible. They use these iridescent strips on the military collars and things so as they turn it's like those those hot race cars when they turn in the light they change color and so do these strips around the costumes and that's something on blu-ray at 55 inches i had never noticed before uh, a few other details the the texturing and stuff on the alien race that pretty much the main uh the pearls that runs through the entire movie Yes, they look like CG creatures, but they also look very realistic. Like, okay, they're also very alien, you know. Um, a lot of practical effects as far as some of the aliens, especially in the beginning, a lot of CG. <laughs> when I was watching the extras, I didn't realize that, like, the only thing real in the room was the carpet, you know, that kind of thing. The movie watching it this time, all two hours and 17 minutes of it, uh, was entertaining, but... I finally figured out why I give the movie a meh every time I watch it. The leads. <laughs> um, I never read the comic book that this is based on. I had no idea. Until I watched some of the extras, I had no idea what they looked like in the comic book. And they looked like they could, in the comic book, the characters looked like they could pull off these adventures. But Dane DeHaan and Cara Delvigny, Vigny, um, they do fine in the roles. They're not particularly bad actors. They're fine for young actors, but they look too young for the roles. They don't come across as a major and a sergeant in, the, in this kind of military force, these the special agents that are supposed to be so good at what they do. Um, they just never pull it off, and they don't have any chemistry together. They're supposed to be kind of this, this ongoing will they or won't they, you know, relationship going on, and there's absolutely just no chemistry between them at all. Now, the movie around them is incredibly well-directed, well-acted, well-envisioned. If I have anything to say about the overall script is it takes too long to get to the meat of the story. He's got this long intro that shows almost like the intro of a Star Trek uh, Enterprise episode where it shows in, in 2020, this happened at the space station. In 2030, this happened. In 2050, we met aliens. And then the space station... And, and it's very quaint and it's very cute. And it, it goes... It, they're playing some great music and, it, and it, it's... It, it's really well done, but then we go into the characters, and then you know, then we see what happens to the alien apocalypse. That's basically the crux of the movie, and then we more on the characters, and more on the characters, and we're supposed to take it that these are two super secret agents that are just so good at everything, and they they just come across as spoiled kids. Um, but like I said, neither actor does a bad job. I just think they were miscast. This is probably what Luc Besson had in mind. I don't know. I mean, in the extras, he said he's been a fan of this comic since he was a kid, and he's always wanted to make the movie. And okay, but I, I just I, I think the leads are miscast. I just don't think they they pull off any kind of uh, superheroes, super spy, gravitas. Just. Yeah, it doesn't. It makes the whole movie not really work. But the movie does work. I mean, if it was shaved down a little bit and got to the... I mean, because once you get into the, the chase and what's really going on and why some things have happened, maybe there were too many subplots in the first hour. 
But like the second hour moves, it cooks and it, and it, it makes sense and it follows a storyline and, and builds tension. But the first hour is kind of, we're going to go to this planet, we're going to do these things and they're amazing. And I mean, when, when he does the thing where he has to, he has to go through the wall and he goes through wall after wall after wall into underwater and he jets around, it all looks amazing. The special effects are great in 4K with HDR. It is stunning. But it just feels like you're watching a cartoon uh, some of the time. And like I said, the leads are not bad. Uh, Clive Owen is in this movie. It was um, one of the last roles for Rudger Hauer. He's got a small role. Herbie Hancock is in this movie. Ethan Hawke has a small role, who's very good in his small role. Um, And it's trying to be a fifth element with all the weird characters that they bump into along the way. Let's talk about the prosthetic work, the makeup, Everybody looks fantastic. They've got all these major actors working with beards and weird eyes and nose piercings and chains across their faces. And it's, like I said, it's very creative. It's very artistic. It's very well realized. When I watched the uh, the extras and saw what the comic book looked like, it does look exactly like the comic book, except the leads don't look anything like. I mean, the, the lead guy looked like a James Bond, Superman, you know, dark hair, tall, handsome, and Dane DeHaan just isn't those things. He's a good actor, um, but, you know, he, he's just not that kind of leading dude that fits that role. And he talked about um, Kara's character being his first love, Laureline being uh, Luke Besson, who was talking about in the extras, that it was his first love in a comic book. And I'm like, okay, well, the hair doesn't match. The, the physicality doesn't match. I don't, I, I don't know where, where he got the leads and thinking these look like the ones in the comics. But other than that, everything looked exactly, at least what you're shown in the extras, on the 4K disc. Kudos to Lionsgate, who are one of the few companies that put the extras on the 4K too, so you don't have to take the 4K out, put the Blu-ray in just to watch the making of and some of that stuff. Great. Lionsgate does it. Few other companies do it. Most don't. So watching the movie now. Um, it is a fantastic looking uh, and and really should have been a huge blockbuster science fiction epic tale. And it just kind of falls apart because of the leads and because it takes too long to get going. Um, other than that, though, watching it this time was a, a, a true revelation in 4K, uh, blown up on a big screen. It looks amazing. Uh, it's smooth. It's clear. It pops. The colors, the HDR, the Dolby Atmos surround, It all of it. Uh, it's a great presentation. So if you like the movie, if there's something, you, or you like something about the movie, if you're a Clive Owen fan or maybe a, a Dane DeHaan fan, uh, pick it up on 4K. It, it really does. That That is the best way to see the movie. It it kills the Blu-ray. There's just hues and colors and things. It, it Scenes look more real, especially with all the special effects and CG stuff. They could use many more... Um, natural hues to the colors. That's what HDR does. Other than making like neon and headlights and laser beams really pop through the screen and be really bright, it also makes things look more photoreal because it can use more colors and and has a wider palette. And HDR presentations make a bigger difference than resolution. I've said it on many 4K discs, and this is the same thing here. Uh, Put the Blu-ray in and blow this up. It looks good. It just the image looks dull by comparison. So check it out in 4K HDR if you're a fan of the film or anybody in it or maybe a Luc Besson fan. He's still got it as far as directing a movie. I just think the movie was kind of miscast. And sometimes movies, I think the cast are picked because they're supposed to, 
I don't know, endear a certain audience, demographic, fans of these actors or characters or whatever. And I just don't think that's always the best way to... I don't know that's what happened here. Maybe he did think these were the best people for the roles. Um, I don't, but it wasn't my movie to make. And other than that, it's a, it's a great sci-fi movie. It's well, The special effects are incredible. So Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, which is really only part of the movie, um, is available now and been available for a while. Check it out in 4K if you get a chance. Uh, much better than streaming, too. Scott Hamilton, I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for uh, visiting the Patreon page and a whole lot more. I really, really appreciate you. Without you, I wouldn't be here. So thank you. Thank you.